And what's up, everyone? It's Kyle from Magpie Twenty Four Seven Podcast, and with well, the last the last podcast was a was a takeover special, and this one is a is a Bruce out special. So two in a row. Thursdays, mate. Thursdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays seem to be magical times at the, the moment. The scene the day it's 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 a bit mad, but we've longed for this podcast, mate. I think anybody that's listened to it for a long period of time is probably waited for the podcast where we can be happy about Steve Bruce losing his job. It's like been such a long time coming. Um, like I, I, I can't believe it. It was it like when the news came for. I was sitting at work and I was like, I seen a comment on Instagram actually on one of our posts, and it was like Bruce sacked. I'm like, yeah, no bother me. And then I go on Twitter and it just blows up, and I'm like, yeah, fucking get in. And like, uh, but for, I, I had, I had Kerry, Kerry. Uh, we were driving back, um, and obviously I checked everything out before we got before we set off driving up, and we get into some uh, traffic lights, and then Kerry said. She said, I, I, I think you might pull over. I've got some news for you. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right. And she went, Steve Bruce has been sacked. I'm sitting there beating the hall, flashing the lights. <laughs> I'm like, right, we're going to go straight home now. We've got to go straight home. We've got to have a look at this. But, uh, no, to say, to say it was a, a joyous moment would have been an understatement. Look, mate, he, he, shouldn't, he should never have been uh, the choice. Uh, he was yeah. a, a bottom-rate, bottom-feeder in the championship. Uh, he was... You know, down at Sheffield Wednesday, doing a, a semi-decent job, you could argue, in the circumstances down there in a club that's just looking basically to to survive. Paul did he? Well, look, I mean, Lee Charnley um, decided that it was a good idea to spend what um, was it four couple of million pound? Six uh, million to bring him in. Six million was it? Six million quid. Uh, to, to free him from his contract, to bring up to Newcastle. He was never my choice. He was never your choice. He was never the choice of 99.9% of people. It's just Lee Charlie with his fixation on managers of a certain generation, of a certain uh, age that, that brought him in. And we've said it time and time and time again, mate. His record was woeful. It was pathetic. At any other club, he would have been sacked ages ago. What is it? Seven yeah. wins? Seven wins? Um 48. In 38 games, and you're looking at who some of them wins have come against. And I tell you what, if it wasn't so, for some of the cannon fodder that's been below us recently in the league, and you look at the previously relegated teams, some of the cup teams that we've played when we've had favourable draws, and we've yeah. done well off that. If it wasn't for those games, mate, his win percentage, which is a pathetic what 28 percent, would be even lower than Joe Kinnear's, which is about 22 yeah. uh, percent. This man, make no doubt about it, if you have watched him, if you speak to a Villa supporter. A Sunderland supporter, I know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few of them. If you can find them under the rocks, um, if you if you can uh, speak to them about this man, everybody who has experienced the Steve Bruce um, roller coaster, shall we call it, would have the same things to say about him. He's a dinosaur. He's out of touch. He attacks the fans. He critiques everybody else but himself. Uh, and he's surrounded by uh, a bunch of yes men. He's surrounded by a bunch of media pals who protect him to the end. And that's before you even get to the likes of Alex Bruce and his son. But yeah. um, like you said, six million quid is cost to get out of Sheffield Wednesday. Two and a half million pound that we Wager. spent on wages on this absolute reject. And then eight million pound. Um, yeah, yeah, and he comes across, mate. It's oh, it's mutual. It's a mutual decision. 
No, he's a greedy bastard, mate. He's being paid up for every single day on the rest of his contract. He's, he's to come across as this, he's a Newcastle supporter. He's one of us and we're turning on him. And no. the way that we've been portrayed in the media, mate, is absolutely fucking disgusting. But yeah, we're going to cover that later. We'll, get, we'll get to it on the podcast. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's boiled my piss. But let's, let's, let's just say over the fucking moon, the biggest cancer at the football club, Mike Ashley, is gone. And Steve Bruce, if, if Ashley was the biggest cancer, then he was a, a byproduct of that cancer and the toxicity and everything else at the club. So to get the you know these two big problems out of the way, out of our football club, is fucking wonderful. The only way what? is up. The oh. only way is up, mate, now. <laughs> like, for me, Steve Bruce came in and, like, uh, it wasn't a... Uh, because he said in his... Um, release in his press release to his best mate Luke Edwards um, that he, fans wanted him to fail so like for me New, Newcastle fans weren't filling away ends up and down the country they weren't going away to Southampton hoping for Steve Bruce to fail they were going to support the team let's get that very clear you know like he's He's came. He's came in. Poisonous bastard, mate. Poisonous little bastard. As soon as he came through the door, mate, it was, oh, I want to take the club forward. I want to do this. My dream job. Yada yada yada. And the majority of fans, although they didn't want to give him a chance, they didn't want him at the club because they knew, they knew what he does to teams. They knew what he did to Sunderland. They knew what he did to Aston Villa. They knew what he did to Hull. He's relegated football clubs. He's never took a club forward in his twenty-year career. He's either. Yeah kept them in the same place or he's took them backwards and after the after Rafa Benitez left very popular among the fans and was taking Newcastle somewhere to be held back by the owners and then Steve Bruce comes in we're bringing a couple of exciting players but even from game one there was problems because it was protest Arsenal the, the very unhappy feelings around the club at that time and and, and Steve Bruce I think Personally, I think Steve Bruce, along the time that he was at Newcastle, really fed into that. And he was like, Newcastle fans expect too much. Yeah. Like He would feed into this to deflect what a shit job he was doing. At and the that's the difference, mate. You've got Rafa Benitez, who would stick up for the fans, fight for the fans, and fight for what they want. And then you've got Steve Bruce, who's quite willing to throw the fans under a bus at any opportunity. It's all about Not Steve Not just Bruce. the fans, mate, though. Anybody. He yeah, well, I totally agree with anyone, but he, I just think one of his, stuff. his biggest issues... He'd throw anybody under the, book, the mm. bus to get to get him devoid of blame. Like, I've never I've never known a manager to, to rely on luck and, and fortune or misfortune of other teams so much in my life. And for someone who's had a thousand games and... And, and this and that, like for me, just the absolute. We've like, talked about it, haven't we? We've yeah. said, like, look, this man, we said it on previous podcasts, he's more jammed than Harley's. He's like a cat. He constantly uh, used to land on his feet and he'd get more luck. You've only got to look at some of the goals that have gone in off people's asses, or we've had not had a shot on target. The, like, last, goal the, era, the last goal yeah. of the The last goal of the Look no further. The clearance goes off Eric Dyer's arse and into the net. It's just like, it's typical fucking Bruce, isn't it? It, it tells you everything that you need to know, but uh, I, I just think, like I say, people have been very quick to jump upon the 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 the, the, the sort of issues. Well, Rafa's only won very similar amount of games, but you know, you look at what Rafa had. He had Atsu, uh, Hosselu up front. He had Matt Ritchie up front. Um, 
a newly promoted team working on a shoestring budget, making profits in the transfer market. And you look at the investment that this man, this Steve Bruce, has had, and you look at the, the division, and he's just looked to try and, I think, split the fan base. He's tried to, to split and work on players. There's accusations that uh, management have tried to pick certain players and said, that look, these players must play week in, week out. He's a pure puppet, a puppet for the regime, an apologist for the regime. Yeah, uh, and like I say, he's, 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 despite the fact that he says that he's one of us, he never, ever, ever got the fans. Uh, okay. The results weren't cracking when he started. He'd obviously lost against Arsenal. I think he followed that up with defeat to Norwich. Uh, so he got off on a bit of a, a, you know, a bit of a bad foot. The performances weren't great. And like you said, he relied on absolutely huge amounts of luck. And he can say, I've got a thousand games and all this and that that, that you want. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. And like when you're watching, it is absolutely terrible. We've been to that, that many games where you've just sat there and you're just doing it more out of routine. And you're like, you don't, expect, yeah. you don't expect anything. There was no brand of football, mate. It was literally uh, one tactic, hit the ball, hit Joe Linden, uh, or you know, try and feed off the scraps. And if it wasn't that, and he wasn't in the team, it was hit uh, Alan St. Maximin and hope, hit and hope. Yeah. And then and, and that into today's football with the different tactics and approaches, medical science, nutrition, and all of this, he it was stuck in the dark ages. And um, yeah, it, it just like a fart in a lift. Just, we just couldn't seem to get rid of him. He should have gone, like I say, he shouldn't have ever had the job. Um, he should have gone a week ago as soon as the new consortium came in. I was disappointed that they didn't do it straight away, if I'm being uh, totally honest. But look, mate, he's gone. He has gone, and we can look forward now. That's that's the main thing we can look forward. And, like, you you mentioned before, like, that we didn't start well under Bruce, but, like, these not-so-good performances got worse and worse and worse as time went on. Like, like, from when we've started this podcast, mainly – Sadly, it's been more. There's been more negative podcasts than there has been positive podcasts, and the sole we reason changed the fucking name. We changed the name of the podcast because shit. Uh, what, what we'll have it? Um, the, uh, anyone forsaken? I anyone forsaken podcast? Uh, we changed the name of the podcast because of how shit Steve Bruce was, and it's like some of the like some of the it, it, it almost became routine at, in in you saying Paul that. The, the the dread towards kickoff, seeing the team, seeing the same tired old tactic that you thought would work. As we've said many times in this podcast, the definition of insanity is repeating yourself over and over again, expecting a different right. result. And like he would do this constantly. And then after we would get beat, I would play really poorly. And he would say, we'll roll our sleeves up. Or we'll, uh, the gloves are off. Or I'm going to do it my oh, way gracious. for him not to do any of that. And it just, for him just to use it, as many excuses as he can, whether it be COVID, injuries, like anything, like, like you know what I mean? That he'd go to any length to devoid himself of blame. He's a nice man, Kyle. What you're about? He's a nice man. We, he's a nice man. We haven't mentioned the fact that he's a nice man on this podcast so far. He's a nice man, supposedly. Apparently, apparently he's a nice man, but like. Obviously, he gets he gets a crack among the media, but I was gonna I'm gonna cover that one later because <laughs> mentioned the response from Talksport in particular, like. But um, that's the initial thoughts on Bruce. 
I'm so happy he's gone. Like it's it's not like a, a huge thing in terms of like the takeover big, but it feels like it feels massive because it feels like the one final cloud over Newcastle United in terms of the Ashley regime is now officially eradicated. They just well, need to like, have them ghastly bloody sports direct signs, but obviously he ruined takeover day. But I want to build up to the match because I think it needs mentioned that the yeah. that the whole day leading up to it was absolutely magical. Like we got up, we got up there early just to see what the what the proceedings would be like. And a lot of fans had the same idea as it, as it happened. It was just amazing. It was, it was just absolutely brilliant. Absolutely like, amazing, amazing. I've never known anything like it. Like. The, the streets were full and the, the people parading and dancing in the streets before a game and and like Fan, yeah people fancy dress there was music outside and we've critiqued before haven't we we've said when we've gone on uh, on the travels uh you know sort of previously previous doors and we've said look you know you see some other clubs and they've got fan zones outside and they've got the music they've got the entertainment we had that feel and the thing is we we just stood there for for a while, just looking over to see humanity and, and to see uh, Shearer's Bar, we'll call it Shearer's Bar, uh, absolutely rammed, queue to get into Shearer's Bar, queue to get in uh, to the club shop. And like I said, just to see of black and white outside of the stadium was fantastic. There was We bumped into people, uh, you know, that we hadn't seen in absolutely ages, uh, you know, as well outside the stadium. Uh, some people who, who, you know, said that they weren't coming back until Ashley had gone. Great to catch up with certain individuals, uh, certain people, uh, see them again. But just to see them with what? smiles on their faces, mate, looking forward to it, wanting to get in the stadium and saying, oh, when's the when's the turnstiles opening? What time's it? Wanting to be in to see the players come out to train. Yeah. Magical. Absolutely. So good. I the experience of being a fan again, mate, because yeah. it was... It, although Steve Bruce was there and that was hanging over everyone's head, I think, like, it was a very much an essence that we've got with club back and the and and, and the build up and, and like seeing things on social media like Paddy Power's big inflatable cup and that was, the, um, that and, was and, meant like just like just things like that little things that, that we hadn't had or even stories that were going around on social media like um someone went to get a paper ticket because they'd lost a season ticket or something and there wasn't a £2 charge. Just just little little yeah. things which make a whole load of difference. Like going into the stadium and wanting to buy a cup of coffee. Like I don't know if anybody else did this, but when, when Mike Ashley was on, I didn't buy fuck all from the, from the air chaos crowd. Like just being able to go and buy something and, and, and just soak it all up and watch the players train and watch the, watch the atmosphere build and then... It's and the experience, got... mate, isn't it? You should be able to go there, mate, and buy a programme and buy a drink and, and buy, you know, I don't know, a pack of crisps or something like that. You should be able to buy what you want, experience what you want, go out there and make a day of it rather than just think of it as like like a chore or something because that's what it it, it, it became. Um, and, and you used to sort of, in a way, it was just like if it wasn't for the social side, you'd question your sanity and just going back to repeat and watch the yeah. same diatribe that was being served up and stuff. But um, I mean, we bumped into uh, Johnny and Sam, um, you know, for before the game, and uh, we were having a chat, you know, a chat with them and a laugh and, and, and a joke about stuff yeah, from Newcastle fans TV. Yeah, and it was just like. It was just, it was just great. It was back like the old times, and 
Uh, you just felt look, the noise. The noise is building. The energy is building. And you see that you, you hear little stories. You know, your phone goes. You see the thing about the ticket. And you see other little things like uh, our new uh, chairman coming over and he's, and he's talking to supporters and stuff outside. And it's that connection. And it's those few small percentage details, those small, small points. Look, Mate, I was over the moon and doing car wheels that I saw the cleaning the windows at the Gallagher end the other day. You know, yeah. Cleaning the roof in the, you know, in, in the tunnel up to the main entrance and cleaning windows and the owners coming out and speaking to fans and yeah. little things like £2 fees for paper tickets uh, just getting rid of. And, you know, the club, the staff said, we don't do that anymore. That That isn't a thing that we, do, we will do anymore and stuff like that. It, it just means a lot. It does. It means so, so much because it, it's it's that connection between the club and the city and it's been ripped apart so many times and patched up with the Rafa Benitez coming in and stuff like that. It, it Everything need, now needs to heal. We've got rid of the cancer. We've got rid of the negativity from the club and, and it was just nice as well. And even on social media and stuff like that, you're seeing people who are normally quite negative coming together and it's just like complimenting each other and uh, being one and bit that, that being yeah. as united, which hasn't been there for so, so long. And it's only going to get better with that cabbage. Oh, I just said cabbage head. Uh, I'll, I'll give myself a slap on the hand with that <laughs> lovely man, Steve Bruce, out of the club. <laughs> the lovely bard. <laughs> He's not cabbage headed. Let's let's well, be 100%. Yeah, you've, got, you've, you've got to be honest, Paul, and say he wasn't, he's a lovely man, and that you shouldn't call them names because, no. yeah, you get very, no. you get very upset about that. You'll upset Alex as well, won't you? And Mrs. Brooks, and she won't be able to produce apple pies and an apple crumble, so that'd be bad. Yeah. Next, up, next, cheesy chips and kebab and all that, but uh, <laughs> you yeah, nice man. You, you, you can get plenty of uh, cheesy chips and uh, chili sauce and everything else, <laughs> but, hey. He could even take Jeff Hendrick to go and live over with him in uh, in, in his new villa in Portugal. Yeah, if, if he needs, if he, you if can he, take he, Jeff Hendrick, get a maid around the house, someone to clean the bog. Jeff <laughs> Hendrick, Emil Craft, some of the shit that he's brought in, he can take with him. It's you great. Can take with him, aye, and and your sports direct mode. But yeah, Paddy Power, that was a that was a particularly nice touch. The cup yeah. beforehand, and then there was the van going round to uh, St James's Park. Uh, and yeah, you got to love a bit of taking the piss, haven't you? You've got to love that sort of thing, a little bit of banter. Um, but yeah, it was it was a joy to behold. It, it was up there for me with um, you know the cup finals, cup semi finals, that excitement for the match that was coming up. It was akin and similar to that. That's the closest way that I can sort of yeah. sample it and, and, and to tell people who. who you know, couldn't get there or, or, or whatever. But yeah, to get inside the stadium, made every single uh, ticket inside sold out. We had legends of the club, Rob Lee, uh, we had John Beresford, uh, Keith Gillespie, uh, David Ginola, um, you know, Ant and Dick were there. You name it, everybody was yeah. trying to get into the stadium it and it was just a joy to be all. It was a huge, huge occasion, mate. We haven't even got on to war flags, I know, yet. Like, the <laughs> was absolutely brilliant like the things i was thinking of what they could use and i, I actually didn't think that jimmy nail um big river amazing song one of my dad's favorite songs so i've grew up listening to this song and like just to hear it, it was it was just like proper goosebump moment and, and just, just perfect, like, it was as close to emotion i've came to since like in terms of like crying and stuff like since in, in from a football perspective 
like since when Gutierrez came back from cancer and stuff like that, like it was a it was a proper yeah. felt moment. Like as fans, but actually would deserved it. They like, will suffer. 14, yeah, if this season was a chore the last couple of years under Steve Bruce has felt unbearable at times, like turning the telly off, throwing the telly, throwing the remote or whatever it may be. But like, <laughs> I've felt, been like this close to chucking the TV in the backyard. It's just like it felt it just felt like a moment that every fan, every Newcastle fan around the world just deserved that moment because of the last 14 yeah. years. Like, as I say on the last podcast, I was 10 year old when, when he took over. Do you know what I mean? Mostly that's all I've known as a Newcastle fan, Mike Ashley. I've never known a Newcastle trying to succeed or a Newcastle trying to win trophies. I've just known not to sell our best yeah. player and can we stay in the league or get mid table if we're lucky? Can we get to the fourth or the fifth round of the cup? Like, it's all I've known, mate. And it, like, it, it was amazing, mate. The war flags in particular, because I wanted to touch on war flags as well, because. When that when those we were sitting there, we were waiting. Well, we were singing our songs. We were looking. We were watching and waiting for when the, the banner came out. And obviously, we recorded it. it's up on our socials and stuff on, on Twitter and everything. But because yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, to, to see it and if you didn't have a lump in in, in your throat, if you didn't get emotional, I mean, it, it, there's times that the football can do it like nothing else can. And I, I remember like. The Jonas one's perfect. Before that, the Gary Speed, the tragic events around Gary Speed, Gary Speed, yeah. Bobby Robson, uh, when it's really got yeah, really got the emotion um, and really got a frog in your throat. And when that was uh, you know uh, unveiled, it was really really emotional. You could feel it all around the stadium, and everybody else was seeing the same. Uh, yeah. You've seen the pictures back from Stavely, the Rubens, uh, and the uh, Saudi Arabian PIF, uh, the new chairman. And you could tell that they were touched, they were moved uh, by it as well. They were impressed by it. And the wall of noise made 15, 20 minutes before before the match came. The place was nearly packed out and people were singing their heads off. I can't remember the last time we had... A full stadium, let alone yeah, a full that. stadium, but 20 minutes beforehand. And, and, and they're singing out, you know, all, all the songs were coming out, all the chants were coming out. At one time, there was no players on the pitch for about 10 minutes, and yet the songs were still coming, and it was such an absolute wall of noise. It was a joy to behold. It really, really was. And um, no matter how good it came over on the TV, it was probably a thousand times better in the stadium, yeah. the feeling. Uh, one of them where it's going to be like, I was there to see that kind of thing. Yeah. It was just a, It was just a total... It was just an amazing experience to be a part of. It was just just the best thing like yeah just to have a club back and to be united as one and to see the pictures of the owners happy and and like celebrating the first goal which we'll get on to like not not not, not instead of the, the uh, cameras panning around the lee charlie um there and he's only got his one person in the stadium that's his fan and he knows <laughs> who he is he gets a mention he gets a mention uh, he, he might get a mention <laughs> off, he might get a mention off live when he's eventually fucked off like <laughs> Lee Charlie, that is, or not, yeah. not, not Mark, but um, um it's, but, uh, it, it makes it such a difference rather than going to the embarrassment, which is a, a Mike Ashley who's just there for a, a, a talk and appearance, or probably to raid the piggy bank, uh, or Lee Chan, the use, uh, like I've said before, he, he probably wears slip on shoes because the bugger can't even tie his own laces. Um, it goes to uh, you know, to Stavely and, and the rest of the consortium. And they're absolutely blown away, and you can tell they're taking away the way in the Newcastle scarves, all the, all of the merch, 
that is <laughs> that is possible. Um, and it, it's just uh, fantastic. And you just think, look, we've got the ownership and the fans together. The only sort of slight flying ointment at that point did come in the technical area by that lovely, nice man who's not cabbage-headed at all, Steve Steve Bruce, and obviously the, the team that uh, the team that he put out. But it's such a noise coming up to kick off. Yeah, and, uh, a fantastic the atmosphere was unbelievable, and then we scored after a couple of minutes. Fantastic cross by I think it was Manquillo, yeah. and then um, and then uh, uh, Wilson with amazing movement again in front of his um, in front of the in front of the defender. Like the amount of years we've waited for a striker to move like that, like it's not really sport. I don't think it's been sport that much, but. When you don't have it, when we've had Joel and up front, you know the left winger, or we've had Jocelyn, or we've had, um, or we've had Dwight Gale, or, or whatever. Mate, mate, I, I went to a match pre-season when we had Jeff Hendrick up front, mate, and Joe White. <laughs> and like, just the movement, because sure like obviously you grew up watching Shearer and stuff, you 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 learn to appreciate a good centre forward, and and like just his movement again in front of the defender and the bullet header. Alan Shearer would have been proud of that one, like. Yeah. Um, Put one nil up the atmosphere around the ground. I thought we we're going to be Tottenham four five nil. I even says in my preview, if, five, we it, if we can get it, get it, um, early goal and get the fans on top, Tottenham will crumble. And because mm, they were they were out of form, mate. Yeah, exactly. We got, we got we did get the early goal, but after that it was just flat. It was mate, mate, it, it, for his one thousandth game it really epitomised everything mm. Steve Bruce was about. Get the early goal, get all excited, and then it just it just mm. flopped. It and just this is flat. another key thing with Bruce, you know, looking back at it. When he first started out, we, we never we've never really had a ninety bit a night what I would call a ninety minute performance professional from start to finish. Even against low league teams we make it difficult. But gradually, game by game, month by month We've been getting less. And this season, we might have had a decent 40 minutes say, against West Ham. We might have had a decent spell against uh, Southampton. But they've been getting less and less and less. We've got to the point where we've gone from Rafa Benitez's very, very solid team that was workmanlike and stuff, down to now where we can only manage seven minutes. We were f For that first seven minutes, mate, we had them penned back. We were yeah. creating chances. We, we scored an early goal. And all the signs in those first seven minutes were fantastic. After that, Newcastle blew the load, literally. That was it. And the performance-wise, they weren't able to get the performance up after that. Uh, but for seven minutes, they looked like a Tottenham uh, team bang out of uh, form. We looked hungry. We looked motivated. We looked um, lively. The crossing, the chances. And you, like you said, you just thought we could score a couple of goals here today. But alas... We were bruised. We were. And it's like I, I was saying this to you during the game, no amount of fan support is going to cover his shortcomings as a manager. Like he said before the game, get behind the team, don't think about me. And to be fair, I don't think people did once the game kicked off. And especially when we started <laughs> and like um uh, people listen to him, give him the benefit of the doubt. Fair enough. It's takeover day. Let's not think about Steve Bruce. You're leaving soon anyway. And it's like the problems that were still there 
we've been speaking about it all season, mate. Like the ball goes wide if it's two on one, the outnumber all the time because there's no coverage from the midfield. Like it was just absolutely abysmal. We'll concede relatively quickly because there's no closing down from the midfield. Easy goal. We're two one down after twenty minutes. E- easy going, and then it's just flat, mate. We don't. Would own fight. Yeah, the thing is, you've seen that performance. You have seen that performance time and time again. You saw that performance against West Ham. You saw that performance uh, elsewhere this season. Time and time and time again, you have seen the performance that we got against Spurs, repeated against Southampton, repeated against West Ham, so on and so forth. Yeah. It's just copy and paste all of the time, but it's just like not in, times not, not, not in a good Yeah, not in a good way. Not in a good way. No it's improvement, just, just getting worse and worse and worse. And one thing I noticed, mate, and a few other fans have noticed too, how unfit is that Newcastle team, man? You can tell. You can tell only training four times in two weeks. You can tell. Yeah. But they're not good. They're pagged, mate. And you can you can just tell. Like, Tottenham pl- played off the park. It's no, it, There's no yeah. excuse for it. There was nowhere to hide. The fans well, look, were say. Look, look, Lascelles has came out uh, and in his interview, he's even like, let's slip. He says, look, we've even been looking at nutrition and trying to get um, that side of it sorted. This this is a Premier League club. We shouldn't be looking at nutrition now. We shouldn't be looking at uh, fitness and this and the other. It should be a standard. It should be a given that yeah. we have a fit squad. But you're quite correct. When when I, mean, I think they were on the takeover day, they were off a couple of days and they came in for a day uh, sorry, for two days. Then they were off another day before coming in a day before the Spurs game. And you're right, they, do, they did not look fit. They didn't look motivated, but they didn't certainly didn't look fit. And they, they ran circles around us. And it goes back to what Danny Rose said last season about the holiday camp mentality at the football club. It's not good enough. It is not good enough at all. Not even close, mate. And it, like, it, it was a problem last season, like... It was a genuine question whether Newcastle were turning up for training and like as as bad as we're getting, as tactically inept as we've looked, oh, sorry, tactically shrewd, sorry, because tactically inept, it upsets him, even though he's quoted as saying in 2011 he's not into tactics. But no, 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 no I don't upset him. He's a nice man. <laughs> no, I want to go on record and say he's a very, very nice man. But... Who no. can't do corners. <laughs> but like... kicks. Like, just it, it's like that thousandth game, as I said before, it epitomized Steve Bruce. Everything he was about, everything he was as a manager, everything he is as a manager, just epitomized. Just lack of idea, lack of thought, lack of anything. We'll go into half time 3 1 down, but I do want to mention this because obviously a fan, um, collapsed during the game and it was it was a bizarre set of circumstances because one minute you're thinking can we get back into the game what's going on the next and the next thing you generally genuinely feel fearing for someone's life and it, it, like the fans went berserk to get the game stopped the game was stopped and and stuff like that and it, it was just yeah it was it was a really it like from an atmosphere that was like vibrant and bouncing it just went to complete yeah. quiet in hope that this this man didn't lose his life. Thankfully, yeah. they got the defibrillators over quick enough 
to to save the man's life and the club have released a statement saying he's on the mend and all good but for those 10 20 minutes mate it was a it was like numbing almost and um, I'm pleased he's okay. I'm pleased there was a quick enough response, but I really think I really share Gallagher Shots' sentiments on this. That there should be more defibrillators in the stands, and there should yeah, be there's more two, there's two isn't there? That's my belief. In this park, and like although they were quick enough this time, then if it happens now, if it happens again, we'll, we'll be ready for it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm I will, also, I mean the fan, the fans had to go. If there was fans around us uh, shouting at stewards, yeah. With you the, know, you need to yeah. look at this and stuff like that. And to be fair, it was the Spurs player. I forget who it was actually, but you, one of the Spurs And he was he go, he was going berserk. The referee Jamal Lascelles came over. Um, it was fantastic. They were both like, look. Let's get the players off. It, it, it's just, you know what I mean. It, it it can't go on. It's it's not right. The right call. The referee I thought was fantastic handling the situation. He got the players off. Uh, so that you know the the appropriate amount of respect and stuff could be paid, you know, uh, paid, and everything could be concentrating on just safeguarding this, uh, you know, the, this this one person just up from ourselves, not too far away. Not too uh, far. Where, you know, we were sad, but it was it was really, really, really like you ha- like you literally like yeah. yeah, really scary, and you're like you didn't know what what to say, what to do. Uh, there was St John's ambulance people running up and down, uh, pa- you know, past us, and everybody was just so so. Uh, they didn't want the worst; they wanted the very, very best for him. And I just think that everybody came together. There was the fans, the stewards, the St Johns, the medical staff, the the football. Uh, you know, the, both uh, sets of players were fantastic. The referee managed the situation fantastically well. Announcements went around the stadium. So it was it was managed really really well, but it was just when it first happened, it was just so so frantic and panicking like everybody around, and I, I suppose as well it's really lucky about there was the nurse sat nearby, wasn't she? And then the doctor was just round the corner, you know, corner in the in the Gallic at the end. Yeah. Everything, you know, went really really well. He, he he got the medical treatment really really well, um, and the the the. the if you look on our page again, it's not a, a, a plug, but if you look on there, it's on about we've put some links on about resuscitation, um, on about these uh, you know pieces of kit and equipment. Yeah, check it out because it can save lives, and it's a perfect point. Uh, and the result at that point, mate, becomes sort of secondary because everybody was concerned. It was you know, one of our own, um, and he was in a real, real, real bad way. And there was just so much panic and everything, but. Uh, he got a huge, you know, ovation and stuff like that. So much yeah. positive power from the rest of the fans uh, all around the stadium directed at this, uh, you know, this lad. And I'm just over the moon that uh, the club have communicated that he's doing well, he's yeah. getting better, he's on the mend, and he received fantastic medical, uh, you know, uh, care and help and stuff like that. So, yeah, brilliant, absolutely yeah, brilliant. Is. The result was the result was shit, but let's face it, mate saving this lad's life and the medical care that they got top notch mate yeah that that was the that was the win in all of this like, yeah the, the bloke's okay and the doctors who got to him quick enough like fantastic and um yeah yeah it, it, it was just a it, it was a hor- it was a horrible moment to be a part of um to 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 
being that silence and hoping this man's okay. You're just um, praying, weren't you? You're for, for the ovation and the and for the bloke to be to be good about this good about the situation. It's just a just a good thing and I thought I'd mention it. But but they kicked the game back off to play the last seven minutes of the first half and were three one down because there was a lot of people coming back from their seats like saying, Oh we're three one down. And this is it, really? And um we're going at the break three one down, and as a game, as a concept, it's already gone. Because what yeah. what does Bruce say to these players at half time? Like he doesn't get the best out of them at half time, and anyway, he usually puts them to fucking sleep by the t- by the time they come out for the second half. And they'd had two team talks in the space of twenty minutes, so there's enough yeah. to put someone in, put someone <laughs> in the poop. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, well, one one Bruce team talks bad enough, but two in the space of ten minutes is yeah uh, pushing it, isn't it? It, it is, and it's like it's enough to haunt you. I know Halloween's coming up, but fucking hell, like, but he's a nice man, though. He's such a nice man, lo- lovely man, lo- lo- lovely man. It's Steve Bruce. Let's let's let make sure, <laughs> make sure the, the, the pro Bruce journalist, if you're listening, he's a nice man. But we're getting to the second half, and it just it was just totally abject, mate. Like, I think we had one shot on target, and that was after two minutes into the second half. The players just didn't look like they were playing for him. They looked knackered. They looked tired. I think they were like us, mate. They were just tired of Bruce's shit. And I think... Just wanted it, wanted them gone. Wanted them gone, mate. Come on. You're two down at home. And I was saying this to you in the stadium. Their keeper should have an absolute worldie if they still escape with a two-goal lead at the end of it. We should be throwing the kitchen sink forward. We should be trying everything possible but what do we do we take a striker off do we replace him with Dwight Gale birthday boy another striker no it boils your piss he brings on Ryan Fraser and again we talk about square pegs and round holes and I did on the view from the van you know you bring Fraser on its uh, central uh, defensive midfield um, and you've got you've got God you've got midfielders playing up top You've left Joe Linton on, who was having an absolute stinker at this point. Yeah, who, he was. You know, uh, it was uh, well, it, it was quite narrative to the tactics because the tactics, the, the entire game was launch the ball up to Joe Linton um, and then watch him turn like a like an Arctic truck um, and, and try and get something away. But he, he, he had a shock, mate. I know we've seen imp- slight improvements in him recently, but he was diabolical and how he didn't uh, get substituted off to be fair mate i think I, know, mate. I, I think under a new under a new manager we we'll, we'll might get to see the best of him I hope so. but, but we'll... mate, mate there's no excuse he was shit against spurs he was absolutely shit um and you know he he, he did oh, players, he, he, but he didn't find another player or he just fall on his ass and he wouldn't run back he wouldn't track back the the effort wasn't there against spurs i didn't see that and like I said, we're two we're two down at home, and I'm I'm expecting an onslaught. I'm expecting Dwight Gale to come on uh, to play alongside Callum Wilson to play, you know, up top with Alan St. Maximum if if possible. And I uh, I am expecting us to pepper their goal, and we didn't, mate. It just looked as if we couldn't be bothered. It was testimonial. It was you know, I mean, Steve Bruce will say he won the second half. He won the second half fair one nil. That's probably what he yeah. is putting his CV for his next job when he gets a job at Vale or somewhere. But, mate, it, it wasn't enough. They scored an own goal. But their keeper, he doesn't need to wash his kit. He can just he can wear it again next time. It's absolutely clean and perfect. It's pristine. It's so frustrating, mate, because 
the fans were trying to get behind the team all the time. But the football, mate, again, after the seven-minute period for the entirety of the rest of the game was dog shit. Yeah, it was. It it was it just stunk of what Steve Bruce has been about with Newcastle, mate. And like it just stunk with him, it just stunk of him holding out for the payday. Like everything about his press conferences last couple of weeks, everything about the performances this season has just stunk of him holding out for a massive payday. And he got it in the end. Like people are going on about how badly treated he's been and stuff. I'm sure he'll cry into his millions in the fucking bank. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like when it costs us like it's fucking pathetic. Ooh, the 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 blame me and it, I was treated badly and they call me names. It's it's oh, man. What what it, is primary school? Absolutely pathetic. Like I was gonna wait to hold on to this, but I, I can't. Like <laughs> the response from Talk Sport in particular has been absolutely fucking pathetic. Like, they're saying uh, Steve Bruce has been sent, has sent the worst ever abuse, and, and Gabby Bonlahor is saying that Newcastle deserved to be relegated for the way we've tried Steve Bruce. Hey, like, one second. He, no, not too long ago, Steve Bruce was saying he was getting love letters off people telling him what a fantastic job he was doing. No, now, I, all of a sudden... We're the biggest bunch of bastards going, and we're bullying yeah, them. And, and now, and now we've, and now he's been sent death threats, and he's, um, like I've seen some tweets today from so-called journalists saying that um, Steve Bruce's um, sadly passed away parents has been brought into it. Like I've, I've, I've seen Bruce get abused on a personal and um, managerial level, and that's all we've kept at our managerial level. Um, but and we've mentioned this in previous podcasts when we've wanted him out the club as well, where personally you don't cross a certain line. But I've seen journalists try and say things like that in regards to a, a majority. Basically, saying a, basically a majority is it is a majority of fans calling him personally, and it's just, it's not. It, it, it's even been mentioned on Sky Sports that he's been called cabbage head. He's been called cabbage head. That's because it's been nicknamed because he had a cabbage chucked at him for being shit. At Aston Villa. Yeah, at Aston Villa. Highest budget in Villa history um, in the championship. Highest uh, highest championship budget in history had them 13th. So obviously frustrations. Apparently he got forced out of there and drove out of there by the fan base. It's Sunderland people throwing coins at him. (laughs) And it needs needs police escorts and stuff like that. It's it, every time he gets sacked, mate. It seems to be that there's, there's this narrative that he's been drove out or he's been hounded out. Like, do they not sit and ask themselves why he's been hounded out of a job? For the vast, for the most part, on our side, I can only speak for us, mate. Like, but we've questioned him as a manager. And Gabriel Bonhoeffer this morning was going on about facts and comparing it to Rafa and stuff. Like, you, you're completely delusional. Like, if you want to compare it to Rafa, you can do your own podcast on that, but I'm not going now. Like, we've done it many a time, mate. And it's like, you can't you, compare you, haven't got, you haven't got a fucking clue. If you think Rafa and Steve Bruce ha- did a similar job, you were absolutely like delusional. Like, yeah. You, you, you're on, you're on fucking cloud, fucking cuckoo. The comes to back though, mate. Though now, with, with the new ownership, right? It is going. We are going to have to get a thick skin, and it's the old hated, adored, but never ignored. For a club who isn't a big club, for a club who you know, you know, he came out today and said, "I hope they get relegated and this, that, and the other," and I think they'll get relegated. Blah blah blah. That he's just desperate. Envious, the saltiness about all these comments is unbelievable. You know, you're hearing uh, 
stuff coming out from like Spurs supporters. But at one point, uh, Saudi PAF were want to buy that club and stuff. So like, yeah, it what well, you know, Manchester United supporters they've got uh, Saudi involvement at the moment. Sheffield United they've got Saudi. It's it's just saltiness. It is just jealousness because of the situation uh, that we now find ourselves in and the comments coming from you know the Saudi PIF about the investment in the in the club in the fans in the infrastructure in transfers and all this sort of thing um, and even the Premier League getting salty putting in uh, temporary bans to try and limit what we can do and, and, and this you know more anti-competitive behaviour may I add which is probably going to end up in legal cases and stuff and whatnot but we've got to get used to it um, and it is, it's the old thing of hated, uh, yeah, hated, adored, never ignored. Um, and to be honest, Talk Sport should be renamed Talk Newcastle, but yeah, because all they've done is bang on about us for what uh, feels like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And these so called ex pros, uh, the, the player that you that you mentioned before, he was shit at Aston Villa, he was shit at Aston Villa, he was never a, a, a big player, this, that, and the other. Um, and you've got Others that they bring on and, and they the dig out, and you just think your opinions don't even matter. And I, and I put something up on again on our socials, another plug for the Twitter, uh, on about looking forward and not looking back because we've got a cracking future at the football yeah. club. And, and Steve got rid of the problems. So, yeah, just wait until the day that we win something in the near future. Wait for the day we get back to European competition. Wait for the day when we are equipped to go to a Manchester City when we were equipped to go to a Chelsea or a Manchester United and put a couple of goals past them, when we are up there and they will hate it, it will be like saying it through gritted teeth. But my message would be, get fucking used to it. Get fucking well, used to it. Because the future is bright for Newcastle United and people just don't like it because it's going to affect their club, their team, and stuff like that. So, yeah, have as much salt as, as you want. Um, we counter it. And, and yeah. So, yeah, that, that will be the best answer to these gobshites who have spewed their verbal diarrhea all over the airways. I used to listen to Talk Sport a little bit. I don't bother now because it's just shit. It's clickbait. Um, and, yeah, they're going to have to get, get with, with, with the agenda. Whether they want to or not, we will find ways round. Even today, the finance minister for Saudi Arabia talking about this 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 ban, and he's saying, "Well, that's fine because, yeah, it, it's uh, Saudi PIF, and they're a separate entity. We can have many other companies um, from within the country. There's no crime in a Saudi Arabian company sponsoring. They can sponsor. That's not fine. There's separation. There's proof, or we wouldn't have got the takeover in the first place. Um, so yeah, let let them cry over the spilt milk." Um, that don't like Newcastle. Do we care? Do we care? Yeah. No, Sorry comments. No way. And, it, and it's coming, mate. I can't it wait is. for January to come round, and I can't wait for next, uh, you know, next summer. Next and season. also the manager appointment. The managerial yeah. appointment. Like, and it, by the way, it's not going to be fucking Mark Hughes, Richard Keys. You're absolute fucking deluded fool. Or Star Maladay, Simon Jordan. You absolute fucking frog leg. Hit. Like, I've never known anything like it. It's just Bruce is the last of the old guard Go dinosaurs on. that shouldn't be in football. And these mates in the media will defend them to the bitter end. But thankfully, Bruce has finally fucked off. Hmm. So, so, so take eight million, 
I don't think you deserve a penny of it. I'll say that because I don't think you should be paid for failure. Take your £8 million and I hope you enjoy it. I really, really do. I hope it's worth selling your credentials out, selling out your so-called Geordie roots and all that sort of thing. I hope it's worth all of what you've done, uh, upsetting the fans, causing division, uh, being a puppet for the regime. I hope it's worth all of that. I don't want you anywhere near St James's Park ever again. No, can you imagine the scene if he comes back and he manages another team and he's in the away dugout? The roof will fucking come off the stadium. I don't want him anywhere near football. I wouldn't wish him on, well, maybe just Sunderland. But apart from that, I wouldn't wish him on any other I club. I wouldn't wish him on any the other man club. He's a fraud and he's a joke. And he, he talks yeah. about his family, mate. Look after your family. Go to Portugal. You can have uh, Jeff Hendrick. You can take a couple of, of, of the other players. Um, and you can take your giant sports direct mug and just fuck right off. Never want yes. to see them. It's never it's, want to see them again. It is a case Not of one of those fraud. I'm sure, I'm sure a pub or whatever. He's a nice man, but as a football manager, I'll go on a limb and I'll go, I'll go on a limb and I'll say, yeah, that's what we call him. He's the worst manager in Newcastle United history. Yeah. For me, he, he's the more he's the most disliked. His tactics were fucking clueless. Last season, there was times where I hated being a fan. He took my he, he nearly took my love away for for Newcastle United. For football. He was that fucking bad. And not only that, his little pals in the media are defending him all the time and saying he's a nice man with nothing to back it up, even though they're being hit with straight facts, not being hit with an agenda or hate the family or anything. A, a stone cold facts facts of what Steve Bruce is doing wrong whether it's the worst performing team or bad run or, or, or anything but they were just churning he's a nice man he's got experience he'll get you as good and that's it this used to hate bind he's a nice guy and we're getting attacked by loads of fans but at the end of the day as he says performing we're fucking coming we're, we're, we're here now we're the richest team in the world and give her a couple of years give her a little bit of back and, repeat, and we're coming for years like all years but they'll, they'll, we won't forget as well They'll try we through. Not forget. They'll try through financial fair play to stop what made, but they'll not. They cannot stop what's coming and, and what's coming as Newcastle United. But the thing is, mate, look, look at look at this. I read something today, right? That you talk about uh, obstacles being put in the way. Saudi Arabia shirt sales are going mad over in Saudi Arabia for Newcastle shirts. If you're selling those shirts for, um, you know, you've got a population of what 50, 50 million or whatever. If you're selling them out for a tenner a shirt. Think about the money, the opportunities that we have got to be able to create extra revenue drive from there. Look at Sports Direct. They paid £1.2 million per season for the advertising. How much are you telling me that that is under market value when you're seeing other stadium naming rights going for £100 million? You're seeing stadium advertising deals going for £50, £60 million. Made, there's potentially hundreds of millions of pounds from shirt sales from legitimate sponsorships at market rate as opposed to giving it away to Sports Direct that yep. you can get in. Couple that with the fact that they can spend as much money as they want to on the training ground, the stadium, the youth development, and spend as much personal money as they want to on that. And those things alone will push Newcastle United up, up the league into a different stratosphere. So, yeah, all these little salty comments, all these ex-pros, all these Jim Whites, all these hairy-handed Richie Keys. And stuff like that. Um, yeah, just 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 sit. 
And these same players, these, these, yeah, these, these other these little hypocrites that are coming out left, right, and centre will be the same uh, so and sos who are reporting from the World Cup when it's in Qatar and so on and so forth. So yeah, have your saltiness, have your little day, have what you think are your little digs and stuff like this, and your cheeky comments about oh, I think you should have Mark Hughes and stuff like that. You can shit, you can stick your ideas where the sun doesn't shine, as far as I'm concerned. Steve Bruce might have been a nice man, but he was, certainly wasn't a nice manager. No. From what Alan St. Maximin has said, yeah, great on, on, on the family side of it and everything else like that and the human side of it. But, mate, when it comes to tactics, organisation, organization, substitutions, results. Training, results, financials, every Press other way you want to look at it, mate, on a footballer perspective, the man was a dinosaur and he should have been put out in the pasture a long time ago. He's made his money and then... He's looked after his family for generations to come into the future. He didn't. He didn't need it, but he was greedy and he was narcissistic. Well, he was a narcissist uh, uh, for me, and how he didn't walk away. If it was so bad, mate, and it wasn't because of the money, he could have walked away in the summer when he said he considered his position, but he didn't. And why didn't he? He wanted his eight million pound. You've got your eight million pound now. You can piss off to Portugal and never come back to Tyneside ever, ever again. And this comes from somebody. I want the the old play. I love the fact that um, Gillespie was there at the weekend. Rob Lee, John Beresford, David Ginola, a whole host of uh, you know stars from years gone by. I want Kevin Keegan to to come back to you know to them not to manage us but to be involved in the club and maybe an ambassador or yeah. you know, be there on match days and and that sort of thing. I want the old guard to be involved. Uh, I've talked before both before Newcastle Fans TV and on Magpie 24-7, about a Geordie DNA. So I want the club's infrastructure to do well. I want the youth system to do well. I want a director of football, uh, and I want people who know what they're doing, and specialists. We've got players already like Mark Overmars, who's done a fantastic job with the youth system over at uh, Ajax. He has. Potentially linked with the director of football job here. I want positions like that set up and sorted, and... It's just about making sensible decisions and on youth recruitment, on the youth side of it and the, the youth academy and the training, we can spend as much money as we want. It doesn't affect this £105 million losses over three seasons that you can make. It's extra money. It's side money yeah. to that. So, yeah, the, everybody, everybody who's, who's just sniping, everybody who's taking little dick shots and stuff at the moment like that, Mark my words, we will have our day and Newcastle fans will not forget. We will not forget and we will remind you when we're on our way up and when we are succeeding, when we are being successful and we are uh, doing things with everything behind us that we need to have. We will remind you. We will remind yeah. you of these days and we will sing about Agbon Lahore and the likes. We will remind Richard Keyes what he's got up to and how he should not be calling anybody when he lives in a greenhouse himself. He shouldn't be throwing stones so, yeah, you can come out with all your salty comments that they want at the moment. But, yeah, the Spurs game, mate, uh, the football was shit. The, everything else around it was absolutely fantastic. Brilliant that the lad who took ill in the East stand, which should be renamed, I think, the Kevin Keegan stand. Um, but fantastic that he, he seems to be on the mend. And the football club is on the mend as well, mate. It is. Good, yeah. good. It is. It's good. It's all good. It is. But it was just, I think it was important to have that one final dig at Steve Bruce because this yeah. podcast for the, for the main bit has been wanting him out of the club. So Steve yeah. Bruce 
Good riddance, and we don't need to shit. And you're fucking useless. Nice man, nice man. Make sure it's a nice man, Paul. Say a nice, nice man. man. Terrible nice manager. Man. Fucking shit. <laughs> but we'll, yeah. we'll we'll move on out with the old and with the new. There's three names being linked, Paul. Obviously, Eddie Howe, Farvey, and Francesca uh, or Fonseca, sorry, former Roma manager. It's while well, we've been doing the podcast, uh, Fabrizio Romario. Uh, he's one of the one of the big wigs in terms of journalism, but he's uh, he's tweeted out tonight saying Fonseca is open and ready to accept the Newcastle job. Board still thinking about candidates. Antonio Conte is not even an option. Former Roma and Shakhtar manager is the front runner as of now. Yeah. So by looks things, Fonseca is going to be the the main man. I didn't know much about him two days ago. But from what I've seen of his style of play and what he said in the past, quotation-wise and stuff like that, I know more about his football philosophy than I do about Steve Bruce. And I've seen 97 games in charge at Newcastle United. Under Steve Bruce, and I know more about this, lads. Yeah. Be a football already. High pressing. I tell you what, if he wants to play high press with Newcastle, he's going to struggle the first couple of weeks because the fitness of those players is going to have to go up uh, some fold yeah. to get to the standards this lad once. But it's an exciting. I think it's it is an exciting. That was the word I was going to use. It's an exciting uh, prospect. From what I've read, he's already given to Stavely and the rest of the consortium detailed plans on players, on fitness, on changes, short, medium term that can be made, even small things like shortening the pitch down from either side, compacting uh, the pitch in, but still keeping the width of the pitch going. So we can attack and exploit with our wide players and our tricky players, your St. Maximins, your Miguel Mirons and the likes. Uh, but then it gives less space for players to run in behind the defence. Hopefully the defence can still be a little bit more compact. We can stop conceding as many stupid goals. I think a Fabian share in his system would be fantastic. Um I remember him more from Shakhtar Donetsk. I must admit, I've, I, I was like, is he still there? Is he still there? And then obviously it came in the, the Roma. Yeah. yeah, he's at Roma, didn't he? Uh, but yeah, certainly a very attack-minded uh, coach. Likes Fresh to score coach. goals. Likes to outscore goals. Very tactically uh, on it, I think, as well. Uh, and there's huge improvements. Made there's so much room for improvement. Uh, we can't take a corner to save our fucking life. Well, we can't take a free kick to save our life. Exactly. Um, and we've got players, mate, who are devoid of confidence. Sean Longstaff's come out talking about his mental health recently, and now that's uh, been really, really down about getting help. It's about man managing these players, like Arafa Benitez used to do. Because you look at look at Sean; he's a perfect example, mate. If if a, if a Fonseca can come in, put his arm around him, get him playing anywhere near the football he used to do when he first came in, then it, 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 there's no doubt that we can perform better. We've got some good players. We've got better players in our team. Than some of the players down the Premier League. Yeah. It's about tactics. It's about a system and little things like making that presentation to Stavely and saying, "Look, if we narrow the pitch down, that is going to help us in the short term until we can get a better quality of player and until mm. we can put a new system in place, which we can engulf the entire club and stuff in." This yeah. is what I want to hear. This is um, for the first time a little bit of different thinking, like you touched on before. It's not a case of repeating it. Uh, for repeated sake and then just result, yeah. a different result mate because that's Fresh not what happened we're in a scrap and we've got to scrap and fight the honeymoon period of new owners and hopefully Fonseca coming in as well I think that'll give everybody a lift and going into the next couple of games I can see we're being, uh, being dangerous because I think a lot of players will be on the chopping block mate to be honest with the new takeover and and, and the new manager coming in, they'll be playing for the playing for the futures. 
all of them. Nobody is safe. Maybe Maxman, maybe Dubravka, no one is safe, um, in my opinion. So there'll be a honeymoon yeah. period where we can where we might see better performances and stuff like that. But I was gonna save the um man the, the new manager podcast until someone was appointed. Um and as for the as for Palace in a couple of days, mate, I'm I'll I'll still preview on that tomorrow. Um I yeah. think because obviously the likes of Graham Jones and stuff, I think his press conference will be interesting. So I'll just do a sit out to a video for the YouTube yeah. channel on that one. Yeah, that's good. And the thing is, all we can do, mate, just to just to quickly touch on on Graham Jones is look, we all we can do is wish him the very very best. Um, it will be interesting, no doubt, because he used to play four four two down at Luton and stuff like that. Interesting to see if we do play two up top, change formations. But look, um. I wish nothing but but the best. He's going to be in charge of the training this week, the tactics, the substitutions. I hope we can get something. I think we can get something out of this weekend's game, mate. We need to get something with Chelsea yeah, on the horizon right. and stuff. So yeah. uh, best best of luck to Graham Jones. And I'm going, I'm looking forward to the weekend in a positive frame of mind because Mike Ashley and Steve Bruce are oh, out of the yeah. football club. They are no more, and we have a positive future, mate. So, yeah, fuck to everybody else. The haters out there for Newcastle United can go and swivel as far as I'm concerned. Oh, looking forward to the game of football this uh, this weekend, Crystal Palace, and seeing what we can do uh, against Patrick Vieira and his new Crystal Palace side. And I'll just sit. Patrick Vieira, classy, what that man said about the Newcastle yeah, takeover compared to some of the other salty comments uh, from other managers and stuff who were just looking after the own interest. But yeah, classy by Vieira, but but we're going to need a big performance, mate, because I thought they played well against Arsenal. Aye, I totally agree, mate, and I think um, I'll, co- I'll cover that more in depth tomorrow, yeah. but I think it's, gonna, it's an important game for Newcastle, and hopefully Graham Jones can... Uh, Get three points on the board for Newcastle and try and get work get work sorted for hopefully Francesca coming in, which we'll be doing a podcast. But in terms of Newcastle, that's us pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, it's just one final thing I want to touch on going forward, Magpie twenty four seven. Me and Paul we've like noticed we've, we're a little bit inconsistent with when we upload things, because <laughs> um, we'll say one day and then something usually happens. So what we're going to do is now. Um, to give us a bit of time and a bit of consistency going forward, we're now going to do a podcast live on the YouTube channel every Thursday, and then it'll be uploaded to Spotify and iTunes and all that after that one. After that one's finished, so every Thursday around seven eight o'clock every week, we'll be going live with the Magpie Twenty Four Seven podcast yeah. for the same same as always. Uh, me and Paul shooting the breeze, talking about Newcastle United. Uh, we just think a bit more of a consistent and a direct a certain night of action is, just, is 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 the best way forward. Just so you know when to when when you can see where when you can listen to where and stuff like that. Obviously, all the previous podcasts are on Spotify if you want to listen to them. But I think one one podcast per week gets us back on the ball, gets back in the swing of things. And uh, in in yeah, but that's that's the that's the future from now on. But we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to do it every Thursday. Make sure we crack on, get in, get get amongst it, and, and get back enjoying making podcasts again. Because obviously there'll be a different manager. Hopefully, football to talk about. Football to talk about. <laughs> and in uh, a new in a new like lease of life under the new ownership as well. But we just want to let you know that before we let you go. Uh, tonight it's been a it's been a fantastic podcast I've really enjoyed it and uh saying same bye to steve bruce the nice man um the worst manager in the history of newcastle united uh bar none for me but finally paul steve bruce is out the club 
Mike Ashley's out of the club, and now the only way is up. It's. Yeah. It, it, I will just say as well, can I just took in there. Liam sent a comment through for us to to mention, but I want to mention it on a future podcast, Liam. So I know you listen to a lot of our podcasts. So uh, yeah, there's a lad from the page. He just messaged a lot. He sent a question through, um, but I think it's with regards to uh, new management and also certain fans like uh, the Arsenal fans having a little bit of a pop. Um, and that so yeah, I think it's better for when we discuss and like you said, yeah, new manager. Manager. I just want to say I'm not I'm not I'm not skirting over it, Liam. We will definitely, definitely get to it. I've got it on my phone. It's it. I was just checking there just to make sure that we've got it on. But uh yeah, got it on. We will be discussing it on the upcoming uh on the upcoming podcast, mate. Uh, spot on. Well, I think that's everything, mate. Um again, much appreciated spend the spend the night with you and um I onwards and upwards. Sign our Steve Bruce. Fuck you. You're a horrible. You're a horrible cunt in terms of your managerial reign. You're a nice man, but horrible <laughs> in terms yeah. of last couple of years. Absolutely horrible. But yeah, no but more look, terrible appointments, mate. Leave a comment. Uh, follow one more with socials. The links will be in the description below. And uh, I catch us in a bit. Everyone, see us next week. Ta-da.